check my YouTube channel, subscribe, and share. Welcome everyone to Kimberly Speaking Podcast. And today's special guest is Mr. Rashad Johnson, motivational speaker and author of Identical Contradiction and Kate's Dream. Welcome, Mr. Rashad. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. We're so glad to have you on today. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a superhero. Uh, many people don't know that about me. Um, I, and when I say that, it's my mindset. Like, I really believe I can do anything. I realize, I really believe there's nothing that I can't do. And so that mindset has helped me out a lot um, in my lifetime. But I was born and raised in North Carolina. Um, I, at an early age, I actually loved speaking. I enjoyed speaking. It wasn't just the, the act of speaking. It was the act of sparking different thoughts in people's minds. Um, so I enjoyed that from an early age. So I, Grew up in North Carolina, went to college, graduated, got a degree in IT, then pissed off my whole family because I decided I wanted to go in a totally different field. I turned down a job in IT and decided to um, take an unpaid internship. And me and a few guys got together and started a group home um, for underprivileged um, teens. And so I ran the group home for a while. Um, that was my I loved helping people. So that's what I wanted to do. Um, so I did that for a while. Um, I feel like I've lived about three or four different lives. Um, lives. So <laughs> did that for a while, went in corporate America for years on the, the IT and sales side. And now I'm a full-time entrepreneur. So now I'm, I'm doing speaking and writing um, and coaching full-time. So that's okay. that's where I am. That's, that's one alter ego outside of the superhero. Okay, so that sounds very interesting. And I'm glad that you mentioned the book because I wanted to, you know, dive into debunking the myth of code switching and becoming your most authentic self. So tell us a little bit about that. So this book was sparked literally from me sitting in a board meeting one day. I was at work. I was sitting in a board meeting and somebody made a stupid joke and <laughs> I laughed at it. And then I got mad at myself. I'm like, wait, Rashad, why are you laughing? That's not even funny. Like, there's, there's nothing funny about it. It was stupid. It was corny. It was dumb. <laughs> and I got mad at myself for real. And I was just, and I started thinking, why do I do that? Why do I, why am I attempting to fit into this place? Why am I attempting to conform to the standards of other people so they feel less threatened or they feel more comfortable? And so that, thought, that started a long um, process of thought. Um, I had some of those thoughts before, but that was the catalyst for this book. Um, and from that moment forward, I decided I'm just going to be me. I'm not conforming. I'm not going to talk like you want me to talk. I'm not going to act like you want me to act. I'm not going to behave the way you want me to behave. Now, I'm going to be professional. I'm going to get my job yeah. done, but I'm going to yeah. be me. Whatever that looks like, you're going to get all of this. Okay. That's really good because um, you we do find ourselves doing that, you know, adapting to you know different environments or you know whatever type of people we're around, um, kind of trying to fit into that environment um, per se. So that's really good that you brought that to light and kind of makes people think about it because while you do want to you know be in those environments, you want to be yourself, you want to be your yeah. authentic self. So I think that's very important. Absolutely, absolutely. So what do you think is um, the biggest obstacle that most people face today when finding their authentic self and then being their authentic self? What, what do you think hinders that? 
I think one of the, I'll say the biggest obstacle in my opinion mm-hmm. is people don't know who they really are. And, and part B is they don't know how to find that person. And so a lot of my book talks about taking people back to who they really are to their core and starting from there. It's like sometimes you can, uh, I'll use the analogy of a house. Sometimes you can see a house, an old house, and it's not what you want it to be. And you can go in and, and make some changes and uh, make some renovations. But sometimes you just have to tear it down and start over. And so it's in my book is a it goes through a process of really getting people back to the core of who they are like who are you without the influence of what everybody else says you have to be or what you should be who are you at your core what do you really like not what everybody else like not not what's popular who, who do you who do you really portray when it's just you alone by yourself and and I'll say with me I've learned to walk in that I've learned to exhibit that so quick example, and this is just part of me being me, but what happens is if you are not, if you allow yourself not to be you in certain areas, it starts to bleed over into other areas. And so it's your whole life. So for example, um, and I would say almost every woman that I've had a serious relationship with, mm-hmm. um, I'll go back to when I was married. So I was married at one point in time. And when I was married, I remember my wife one day coming in and um, we were about to go somewhere and she was like, and I'm sure most men that I know can, can relate to this. She was like, "Um, babe, are you wearing that? And I said, yes, I'm wearing this. She's like, I don't think you should wear that. Well, I was like, well, baby, I do. This is what I want to wear. And we had this big discussion on that. And she was like, Rashad, nobody wears that anymore. And I was like, babe, I don't care what nobody wears. I'm wearing it. I like it. So I'm going to wear it. And she was like, baby, please do not. And I said, babe, listen, now, I'm going to wear it. She was like, it's not in style. I was like, I don't care. I like it. And I'm going to wear it. And that's me to this day. And that's the clothes is just an example. But that's me. Like, I I guarantee you, you can come in my closet right now and be like, so you wear that? I think it's fire. So I'm going to wear it. And so, but I realized, and, and, and some of the stuff that I wear may be hideous to some people. Um, I really don't care. Like, I'm still going to wear it because I like it. But it's part of me being authentically yeah. who I am. Yeah. It's part of me yeah. being me. Now, understand, there are certain times you, you have to be careful of what you wear, of course, when it comes to, is this appropriate? Is this appropriate? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. this time or location or event or whatever. I understand that. Um, like I'm, I'm not going to wear, you know, my swimming trunks if somebody invite me to church, but there's a part of oh my. Yeah. You might, you want to hope you want to make clear of that, but, oh but I, it's, it's, it's a, it's just one aspect of my life, but I realized it was the beginning to me understanding who I am, who I really am and living life on my terms. And that's what I just want to teach people to learn who you are at your core and be that. Yeah, that's, that's a very good example because you, when you look today, a lot of people wear, you know, what's popular, what everybody's wearing, you know, and, and I'm one of those, I'm like you, I'm gonna wear what I want to wear. And it may not be something that's, you know, old or whatever, but I just kind of have my own unique style. I wear things that I like that I think 
you know, look good on me. And it may not be popular or trendy, but I don't really care. Like, I, I'm who I am. Um, I think I've always been like that. And I think that that is a very good indicator of you being your authentic self because you're not trying to fit the norm. You're not trying to fit, you know, do what everybody else is doing or wear what everybody else is wearing. Like, right. I just, I've never believed in that. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I'll buy certain things if I like it, but I'm not buying it because other people are doing it. I have to genuinely like it to spend my money on it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know that you mentioned, you know, turning down a job in your field to pursue an unpaid internship with a nonprofit. Do you have any regrets doing that today, present day? Are there any regrets about doing that? No. I learned so much. And, and that so my first real job out of college, I can say, um, was really entrepreneurship. And I don't have any regrets because it was it was it was the hardest thing I've ever done. It was the most emotionally draining thing I've ever done. But it, it was the most rewarding job that I think I've ever had. Like working with I work with the with the I work with a section of kids that basically they sent them to our program. The judge said, either you go going to juvenile or you go to this program for 18 months, your choice. Mm -hmm. So that's where they were. All of them had committed crimes. All of them had done stuff. Wow. They had made mistakes. And so these were young boys from the ages of 10 to 17. And I learned so much about me during that time. I learned so much about business during that time. Um, it was a great fit for me because I love to help people and I love I, I I don't shy away from the population that everybody else kind of ostracizes. Yeah. And this is a population everybody else just thinks is no good or they're just criminals. And but that's those are my people. Like that's that's yeah. who I was drawn to. And so I don't have any regrets at all. I learned so much. I, and I'll tell you, this amongst so many other things made it worth it. Mm -hmm. So it was a bunch of hard-headed boys that came through there. It was a bunch of them that tried my tried me. When I say tried me. <laughs> <laughs> like we were we were at the so we were at the stage where these boys were a lot of them had anger issues and oh and, of course uh, yes and sooner or later they were gonna try you because especially the male mm -hmm. staff female staff no the male staff they think you know I'm I'm just as big as you are I'm bigger than you Mr. Johnson I, and I welcomed <laughs> it I, and I taught my staff because I was the the manager of everything I taught them like listen it's it's gonna happen. Like they're going to it's, it's inevitable. To yeah, it's better that it happens sooner rather than later. Just go on and get it out. Yeah, absolutely. Like just and we had to just let them know. Okay, yes, I know you bad, but we grow. Okay, there's a difference. And so, and so the, the most rewarding thing out of all of that was one day I got an email years after I left the group home, and this email said, Mr. Johnson, I just want to let you know that I'm graduating next week and I oh, want to wow. thank you because mm. without you, I know I wouldn't be here. He was like, I know I probably gave you more problems than almost anybody there, everybody there combined. He was like, but you taught me a lot. He was like, I was listening. He was like, I know it didn't seem like it all the time. He was like, but I was yeah. listening and you helped me out tremendously. And I just want to thank you for saving my life and getting me back oh, on the right wow right oh, track wow. and so that, that that email brought me to tears because yeah. it was just like oh yeah i can imagine I reached I, I was able to reach out to and really impact and so that made it all worth it to me and there's several other stories i have like that 
But for me to be able to help someone like that, especially young men, especially young black men, to me to be able to help them, it it made my life so fulfilling. It it was a great Mm -hmm. sense of fulfillment. So I don't have any regrets. Now, I I understand I could have been a lot further along in corporate America. I could have made a lot more money. But no, I don't have any regrets for that. That was that was where I needed to be at that point in my life. Yeah. Wow, that is awesome. I can only imagine. And and like you said, this is a group of people that, you know, society tends to throw away, you know, to ostracize. But they, they, they need help. They have a need. And do you feel that as if that you're called to that, that group, the younger, you know, younger, young adults, the younger um, adult males, rather? Absolutely. That's really good. That is so good. That is so awesome. That is Even- so awesome. Even now, like I, with what I do, a lot of my speaking, the majority of my speaking is at colleges and universities, um, mm. still helping young people, still at that, and it's that a different, slightly different population. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's these people that are about to change their lives forever. They're about to walk into the workforce. They're about to become grown in their minds for the first time. Like they have so many transitions that they're going through. And most of them have no idea what's really waiting yeah. for them on the other side. They think they know. Like, like I did. I thought I knew everything. We all thought we knew. <laughs> I'm not 18. I'm 21. Like, I know this. I'm legal. Yeah. And most of them are clueless. Um, <laughs> and so it's yeah. that's the that's the population that I still like. And even the high schools and middle schools, I still love wow. talking to them because they, I don't want to say it wrong, but I feel like they aren't lost yet. Like if I can catch yeah. them, high catch school, them yeah. It, they're yeah. they're they're still impressionable. High school, yeah. it's borderline with some of them, but they're not. It is. <laughs> and so um, I still enjoy that population. Now I speak to you know I speak to adults, I speak at conferences, I speak everywhere, but that's still the population that has my heart. That is really good. It's so funny, like. I'm gonna need you to stop doing the interview. Like you are literally talking about my next point. I'm like, okay, so speaking of motivational speaking. <laughs> so so how did you get into that? How how did what led you to that down that road? Motivational speaking. So I would say it started again, it started when I was a kid. I remember being in oratorical contest when I was 11, 12 years old. Oh, um, wow. because I used to like to I thought a lot, and it wasn't even about the speaking. Yeah. It was about me expressing my thoughts and the yeah. concept and, and challenging people to think differently. Um, that was the big thing, challenging people to think differently because we're in a society where so many people, they think just alike and yeah. they feel like that they, they almost feel like it's right. Like they feel like their way is the only way. Um, and so it started for me just wanting to challenge the way people think. So started that, but then I stopped for a while. Of course, went going through high school and college, I stopped speaking for, for the majority of the time. And then I got back into speaking um, again. Now, my life took another, t- I'm telling you, I've lived about three or four different lives. Wow. So my life took another twist after the, when I took the unpaid internship, right after the, um, the group home, at the same time, I started uh, working with the ministry and then I I started working with the ministry and then I was I was ordained through that and I became a pastor and I oh, passed through church for about six years. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
Wow. <laughs> so it was one of my lives. And so um, it, it, now I'm not doing that anymore. Um, okay. Kind of, I wouldn't say I'm on the opposite spectrum of that, but not doing that anymore. But that furthered my love for speaking and teaching. Mm-hmm. So I'm more of a teacher than I am a speaker. Like I love to teach. And so um, that furthered my love for teaching. And then I started to, to I, I started to get people to ask me just to come speak at, of course, come speak at different churches. Then it was come speak at this mm-hmm. conference, come speak this place. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm getting really good, you know, receptions for this. Okay. And I enjoy, you know, giving my, my thoughts and teaching these principles. So that's what really started it for me. Wow, it's so crazy that you said that because I was just going to ask you, do you think that you would enjoy teaching? Like actually getting in a classroom and and, and I'm like, what? <laughs> That's so crazy. So, no, you're in my head. You're in my no. head. I was going to ask you that. Speaking of teaching, I didn't even turn my light on. Wow. I had my light. I hope wow. it wasn't So speaking of teaching, um, wow. so I taught for a few years as well. So I did teach in the classroom for a few years. Okay, so first of all, you can't be this. Oh, you have had way too many jobs. Like, what's really going on? Kelly, I, I told you. I, <laughs> look, I told you in the beginning. I done lived like three or four lives. So I taught. Um, I taught for a while. Um, I taught. Mm-hmm. I taught middle school and I taught high school. Wow. I enjoyed it. And, and again, so when I taught middle and high school, again aligned with the population I love, I taught at an mm-hmm. alternative school. And so okay. Ooh. schools, okay. you know, the kids go to when they get kicked out of public school. So yep, absolutely. I, yeah, so I taught at an alternative school for a few years. Um I absolutely loved it. It was challenging. The kids can be wow. crazy sometimes, but the kids weren't <laughs> even a problem. Like the adults were the bigger, bigger problem to me. Yeah. Um I can see that. Kids are kids. Like kids, yeah. all kids really want and need is love and discipline. For real. Love, absolutely. absolutely. But you can't have one without the other and expect them to be successful. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. So there's a lot of people that come in and they just want to love on the kids, but they don't set any boundaries. They don't, they they don't, don't want get them and they get run over. Then there are, kid, there are people that come in and they're just disciplinarians and they're just hard heads. Yeah. They just do this and that and they're barking at the yeah. kids. But the kids won't respond to that either because they don't feel like you love them or care about them. And so oh, that's good. That's and good. so that's what that's what I found out. The the that was a combination that really worked for me, being able to give them consistent love and discipline. And so yeah. I I enjoyed it. Yeah. That's so and I, I worked at a high school. You work at a high school? <laughs> I worked I worked at a high school briefly for about four or five years in front office. So I, I interacted with them. I wasn't in the classroom, but I, I worked at a high school. And yeah, they 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 do kind of pull at your heartstrings. <laughs> you know, working with them and just seeing them at that age, like like you said, they're so impressionable at that age. It's like they don't they're not they're like in between. They're you know not young enough to not know any better, but they're old enough to make a difference and go, you know, make a turn and pivot. And you know, get on the right path. So I think that's really, really um my head goes off the teachers. I always say it. They have a really tough job, but it's so important. And they are definitely undervalued and underpaid. And I think it's an awesome career. Absolutely. I, I would say yeah. honestly, if if teachers got paid more, I would still be a teacher. Yeah. Um they they 
they don't get nearly they don't get paid nearly as much as they need to as as much as they deserve because if, if you really understood what teachers do see teachers aren't just teachers anymore they have to be no. teachers they have to be babysitters they have to be probation officers yeah. they have to be police officers they have to be referees yeah. they, have be, they, they have to be so much in the classroom it's great just a few oh, years ago, they were trying to get teachers to carry guns. And I'm like, oh, so they. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's 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 crazy. But I, yeah, I I got out of the school system not because of the kids. I still love the kids. I had a bunch of um, clashes with the administration, and after a while, mm. I was like, you know, this, I'm not going to do this on your terms. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that can definitely be a problem. I'll, I'll agree to that. Yeah. Yeah, they they you know they set the tone. It starts at the top. You gotta you and it trickles down. So if you you know if it ain't right up there, it, it's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be problems throughout. So I definitely understand that. Absolutely, yes. very very important. Okay, so I want to talk about some things that you mentioned in your book. I want to talk about the chapters. You know, animalistic, introducing the twins. How did you come up with these titles first and foremost? And just give us a little synopsis breakdown of. What what they're about? Okay, so I'm a, two chapters that I love. I'm gonna okay. talk about those two in particular: animalistic okay. and introducing the twins. Okay. Animalistic was I started thinking about the human experience and just our lives in general. So I'm a very deep thinker. I can sit and think for hours, literally. And so I was thinking about it one day, and I said, and so another one of my pastimes. Give you a tidbit things that I love to do. One of the things I love to do, I don't watch a whole lot of TV, but sometimes when I turn on the TV, I love to watch the Discovery Channel and the Nature Channel and National Geographic. Like I'm the type of person that, and another, and this may sound a little bad, I hope it doesn't, but show that I love is when animals attack. Like, (laughs) I get so excited when I see people getting bit. Yes, I love it. Because first of all, let me tell you how I love it. Now, I'm not a violent person, but a lot of these people, like you put yourselves in situations that you shouldn't. Like what makes you think you're going to have encounters with wild animals and nothing is going to happen? It's our society. Like we we have that whole pet society here in America. I'm like, yo, these these are dogs and cats, y'all. They are not. I I get so excited when I see somebody about to get bit. I'm like, ooh, he's going to get them. You're gonna get them like it. <laughs> but, that is hilarious. Oh my yeah. gosh. But so back to animalistic. So I remember <laughs> watching, so I, I watch a lot of documentaries about animals, just seeing mm-hmm. how they operate, how they live. Okay. And I remember watching this this documentary about these lions and just the family structure, the, the community structure, the hierarchy, like it's very yeah. advanced. If you really get wow. into it, like it's very structured, there is order. There is hierarchy. There, there's discipline. Like it's very advanced. And I started looking at it, and I'm like, "Wow!" It reminds me a little bit of the human experience. Wow. Comma. However, <laughs> they do the same things day in and day out, and that's their lives. That's it. Oh wow. There's, there's, there's no desire. You'll never see a mountain, a, a lion standing on a mountaintop trying to inspire other lions or teaching them something mm-hmm. other than what they teach. It's very, being animalistic is very predictable okay. and, it's, and it's, it's very disciplined, but it's very predictable and it's very mundane. 
And then I started looking at some of our lives. I'm like, what's the difference between us and animals? They take care of their young. We take care of our young. They go out and hunt to provide for the family. We go out and work to provide for the family. Everybody goes to sleep at about the same time. Everybody eats at about the same. And it was so many similarities. And that's when animalistic was born. I'm like, if you aren't really chasing a dream, not chasing a dream, but pursuing your purpose. Yeah. Pursuing your purpose, doing something that's going to make other people better, that's going to make mankind better, that's going to make this world better. We were all created for a purpose. And if you are yeah. pursuing that purpose and doing something other than just going to work and coming home, yeah. you're animalistic. You're, there's no difference between you and them. There's no difference at all. So that's how that title was, was born. Me just really watching National Ge- Geographic one day and I was like, wait a minute. Like, it was just yeah. it was a light bulb. So, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's how that title was born. And going to the second one, introducing the twins, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of the premise of the whole book. I remember I remember watching a um an interview on the Breakfast Club. Um and T.I. <laughs> was on there. You know, I don't watch many of them because some of them I'm like, eh, whatever. But yeah, I was on there and it was a clip, and I didn't watch the whole interview, I just saw this clip circulating online. And T.I. said, they asked him, well, who are you? Because you've done this, you do this, you do like what? He said, I'm all of that. He said, you cross me, I'll I'll, I'll grab you in your collar. He said, but I'll finish with that and I'll go home and read my children the bedtime story. He said, then I'll get up and go lead a march on black rights. And then I'll get in the studio and say some of the most ratchetest stuff you've ever heard in your life. He said, but that's who I am authentically. All of that is me. It's not like I'm mm. trying or pretending in any area. Yeah. Those are just the different faucets and the different outlets of who I am. And so introducing the twins, there's a lot of people that there's multiple sides of every yeah. person, usually. And I say it like this, the me that you'll catch. So this past weekend, I was here. Uh, my brother came up with his family had some other cousins that came through. So we were here just laughing, talking, having a couple of adult beverages, just doing things. <laughs> we, just, you know, we, just, we were just having fun. Yeah. And I thought about it. So instances like that, like that's authentically me. I love, you know, the people that I love, I love them. I love being around them. Um, and so, but the us, and so this was all of my cousins are like around my age or a little older. Um, and so we get together and we are just, we love to laugh. We love to have fun. Yeah. But I was like, that me is very authentic. However, yeah. if I had to go speak in front of some dignitaries, mm-hmm. that me would be just as authentic. It would just be a different version of me. It would just, mm-hmm. it would just be a different part of me. Like the me that some people would see out with my friends hanging out is not the same me that you would see mm-hmm. if I was back in the day going to church with my grandma. Yeah. Still the same person, but it's just different, different aspects of me. And the twins, I started talking about the different aspects of people. And it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of ironic because even though I stress embracing your different as, the different aspects of you, I still stress being authentically you and not creating fer- fake personas or fake personalities. Yeah code switching so to speak because yeah. all code switching is, is is white people wanting 
you to adapt to their culture, adapt to the way they talk, the way they behave, the way they think you should do things in order for them to accept you as professional. And so code switching was born. Now, if you're not going to go into the the complete history, but code switching was born way back in slavery. Black people had to code switch to survive. We had to put on a smile and act nice and act like we were reverent and respectable just to survive. That's where code switching came from. So my whole my whole message in this book is stop code switching. Be who you are. Find out who you are authentically and be your authentic self. It's so much freedom in that. It's so much liberation in that. You cannot be who you're pretending to be if it's not you and be, and reach the level of success that yeah. you want to. Like I used an example. For example, I have books all over here in my office. If I wanted to put a, a, a picture up on my wall and I have a nail, I can take one of these big heavy books and use it to bang that nail into the wall. Mm-hmm. I can do that. However, over time, it's going to damage that book because that's not what mm-hmm. that made it for. I, I have to learn the, the proper thing to do to be get a, to get a hammer and nail the nail into the wall. It's not going to damage the, 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 the nail. It's not going to damage the hammer. That's what they were created for. And a lot of times we're operating in spaces where we can do it, but over Ooh, time it damages us because that's not what we were created for. That is so good. Oh, that's deep and it's good. Mm. We, we, a lot of us look like a lot of torn up and tatted books because we've been not walking our purpose and doing something outside of what was intended and necessary for us. Oh my gosh. That is so good. It's, that's crazy. I think I saw that interview with T.I. because I watched a lot of interviews. I, I feel like they are interesting because what you see in, as far as people in entertainment, you know, it's one thing. But when you really sit down and you talk to them, you hear them talk, you hear how they think. Like it gives you a whole nother outlook on who they are. And that's, I'm like, I'm more interested in that than what you're, you know, personifying, you know, with the camera on, with all the, you know, the lights and when you're, you know, doing whatever you do. Like, I just think it's so interesting sometimes. And then to figure out, you know, to know what people, what they went through, what they, where they come from, like all that stuff helps me to, you know, relates to them on another level. And you never know what somebody has gone through or is going through for that matter. So I just, I think it's really important um, to get to know them on that level as well. And that, I saw that, I saw that interview as well. Yes, yes, yes. That's crazy, that's crazy. So, okay. What are upcoming events you have coming on, you know, going on, upcoming projects, what you're working on? What, what are you doing present day? So, I have a few projects I'm working on. Um, I, I'm in the in the middle of launching another college tour where okay. I'm speaking at colleges all over the U.S., all over the world, oh, wow. if you want me to come. Y'all, listen, I will come. Just ask me. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, I, the college tour is really big. That's what's getting a lot of my time and attention right now. Okay. I'm in the midst of writing two more books. Oh, my gosh. The present time. Um, I just finished wrapping up and filming a movie that will probably okay. be released later this fall. Um, but those are the major things. And I'm, I'm working on another project. I'm not going to announce it yet. Okay. But I, all I'm going to say is um, 
I may or may not have an album coming out soon. <laughs> may or may not. May or may not. You know, I don't know. Okay, okay. But, All right. Yeah, so a few, <laughs> few different things, but the what I'm focused on, what what's giving the was what's getting the most of my time okay. and attention is the speaking tour and the, the books that I'm writing. Okay, okay, great, great. Well, I just want to really thank you for, you know, coming on the podcast today. Um, I've, I thought that your book was very, very interesting. And, and like I said, it's so relatable and it's really what people, everyday people are dealing with today. So I, I thought, I'm like, man, I really got to have them on. Um, this book is so real, like it's just real life. It's, you know, it's, it's reality. And I just want to thank you once again for, you know, blessing us on this podcast episode. You know, hopefully we've helped somebody. Hopefully we've motivated somebody because um, I think that having the courage to, you know, step outside of, you know, guaranteed, you know, money with your job as far as the technology field, because it's a booming field as well. You know, I think that takes really good, really a lot of courage. And I think that it's brave. And like, like you said, you just got to, you got to chase your purpose. You can't, chase money you have to chase your purpose and and figure out what it is that you're called to do you know and make a difference in other people's lives as well as yourself yeah let so me, how can people okay go ahead let me say this real quick i just want to say this because i've, I've run into so I, I also coach entrepreneurs i coach entrepreneurs okay. and i coach my, the, my my coaching started off with just coaching people and how to write books like from the start oh. from from formatting it doing all that to get it published. Like I take people through that whole process. But on the entrepreneur side, you're right. I did step out of corporate America, but let me tell people something. Listen, make a plan, make a plan before you step out. Because I did. So I did it the first time and I just decided one day I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And I left my job and um, things got real hard. And, <laughs> and I wasn't prepared for it. So I went back to work. Um, <laughs> Back people like, uh, oh, can you hire me, please? <laughs> it got real in the field. <laughs> real, real. Oh I'm God. like, listen, uh, I gotta eat, but um, I know that's right. I love to eat, so the, the I would tell people prepare, prepare, yeah. prepare. I know people, you hear all these these great sound bits of just jump, you know, parachute open on the way down, just jump, don't jump. Don't jump. Yeah. You jump, you're going to hit the rocks and you're going to hit the rocks hard. You need to be prepared for this. Okay. I know it sounds good, it but does. not, I encourage people to do it, but just prepare yourself and understand it's going to be different. Like I knew what I was getting into. I, I left a lot of guaranteed money, like a lot oh, wow. of money, a lot of money. But I, I, I was at the point in my life where I understood my purpose was bigger yeah. than the money. Bigger. So I was Absolutely. willing to to really put action behind what I was telling people. Like, look, this is how yeah. much I believe in me. This is how much I, I believe in me and how much yeah. I'm going to bet on me. But craft a plan. Like, don't just yeah. don't just jump out there and say you're going to be an entrepreneur yeah. with $234 in your bank account. <laughs> That's not what you want to do with your life. I promise. God didn't tell you that. God did not tell you that. <laughs> That's not what you want to do with your life. <laughs> That's not what you want to do. Oh my God, but oh my God. So just prepare. I just wanted to say that because a lot of people, yeah. it, it looks glamorous. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. My, my time is my own. Here, hear this. I work harder mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur wow. than I did it on a job for somebody else. Oh my, God. my job was nine to five. Yeah. Entre- being an entrepreneur 
is till whenever it gets done. Exactly. So yeah. they don't pay you for your time. They pay you for your results as an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's the difference. Wow. I just want to, I just want to, I encourage everybody or not everybody. Yeah. You think this but everybody's not built for it. Everybody's not built for this. No, everybody's, everybody's not, not built for it. Built for it. Everybody's if you, if you can't, I, I'm going to be real with you. If you can't sit down and look at your budget and say, you know what? I'm just going to eat peanut butter jelly sandwiches for the next few <laughs> weeks. Cause that's what it is. And you, if that's not where you are in your life, this ain't for, ain't for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so tell people how they can get in contact with you, any websites, um, email address, social media, you know, any platform where they can contact you and see, you know, firsthand what you have going on and interact. Um, give them that information. Absolutely. So, so listen, Kimberly, you got the exclusive. This is the first time I've ever said this on camera. So I'm about to launch the, the rebranding of my website which is okay. RashadJ.com, R-A-S-H-A-A-D-J.com. It used to be RashadJohnson.com, and mm-hmm. I just got tired of typing all of that. Um, and so RashadJ.com <laughs> is about to be relaunched. Um, you can go to it now, or you can type in RashadJohnson.com. Okay. It'll direct you to RashadJ. RashadJ wow. is live, but over the next couple of weeks, you're going to see it change a little bit. So I can be reached always at RashadJ.com, okay. my website. Um, social media, you can find me at Rashad. IU. That's R-A-S-H-A-A-D-I-U on Instagram, on YouTube, on Threads now. I don't know what I'm doing now, but I just got on it. Um, on TikTok. Okay. I don't know what I'm doing up there yet either, but hey, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Hey. I didn't know half, half of winning is just showing half up. Half the battle. Showing yeah. up. <laughs> so I you now, now I was on Facebook too, but okay. listen, these people don't hack into my Facebook account. Y'all. Listen, these people don't we'll do it. I got so mad. I want to know who it is. I'm like, if I knew who it is, I promise you, I would be at your doorstep. This is just a violation. This is yeah, it's like, come on now. But they but, will, they will do it. They will do it. As soon as I get my Facebook back, I'll be back there. Just my name, Shaw Johnson. I don't know how I'm gonna rebrand that. Impact You was my business page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But um, okay. if I get back there, I'll be back there too. So I'm, you know, y'all send out some prayers and positive vibes. Help me. But um, I'll be back there. Yeah, Rashad J and then Rashad IU on most social media platforms. That's how you can find me. So if y'all need a speaker for anything, hit me up. Call me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Kimberly speaking, 8062. Until we speak again, be blessed.